Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. All right, 2 Kings 16. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, Ahaz, son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaz was twenty years old when he became, became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem sixteen years. Unlike David his father, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord, of, in the Lord his God. He followed the ways of kings of Israel and even sacrificed his son in fire, engaging in the detestable practices of the nation the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the high places, on the hilltops and under every spreading tree. Then Rezin, king of Aram, and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem and besiege Ahaz, Ahaz, but they could not overpower him. At that time, Rezin, king of Aram, recovered Elath from Aram by driving out the people of Judah. The Edomites then moved into Elath and lived there to this day. Ahaz sent messengers to, to Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria. I am your servant and vassal. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram and of the king of Israel, who was attacking me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasures, treasuries of the royal palace and sent it as a gift to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria comp complied by attacking Damascus and capturing it. He deported his inhabitants to Kerr and put reason, inside, or reason to death. Then King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria. He saw an altar in Damascus and sent to Uriah, Uriah the priest a sketch of the altar with detailed plans for its construction. So Uriah the priest built an altar in accordance with all the plans that King Ahaz sent for Damascus and finished it before King Ahaz returned. When the king came back from Damascus and saw the altar, he approached it and presented offerings on it. He offered up his burnt offerings and grain offerings, poured out his drink offering, and splashed the blood of fellowship offerings against the altar. As for the bronze altar that stood before the Lord, he brought it from the front of the temple and between the new altar and the temple of the Lord, and put it on the north side of the new altar. King Ahaz then gave these orders to Uriah the priest. On the new altar, offer the morning burnt offerings, and the evening grain offerings, the king's burnt offering and his grain offering, and the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their grain offering and their drink offering. Splash against the altar the blood of the, all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. But I will use the bronze altar for seeking guidance. And Uriah the priest did just as, just as King Ahaz had ordered. King Ahaz cut off the side panels and removed the basins from the movable stands. He removed the sea from the bronze bulls that supported it and set it on a stone base. He took away the Sabbath canopy that had been built at the temple and removed the royal entryway outside the temple of the Lord, indifference to the king of Assyria. 
As for the other events of the reign of Ahaz and what he did, are they not written in the book of Annals of the king of Judah? Ahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. And Hezekiah, his son, succeeded him as king. Second Kings 17. In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hosiah, son of Elah, became king of Israel in Samaria. And he reigned nine years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but did not like the king of Israel who preceded him. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up to attack Hosea, who had been Shalmaneser's vassal, and had paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria discovered that Hosea, Hosea was a traitor, for he sent envoys to, to so, king of Egypt, and he no longer paid tribute to the king of Assyria, and he had done as he had done year by year. Therefore, Shalmaneser seized him and put him in prison. The king of Assyria invaded the entire land, marched against Samaria, and laid siege to it for three years. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Halan in Gonzan on the Harbor River and in the towns of the Medes. All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of who had brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of the Pharaoh of the Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the practices of nations the Lord had driven out before them, as well as the practices that the kings of Israel had introduced. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord, like their God, that were not right. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places in all the towns. They set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place, they burned incense, as a nation whom the Lord had driven out before them had done. They did wicked things that aroused the Lord's anger. They worshipped idols, though the Lord said, you shall not do this. The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, turn from your evil ways, observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey and that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen and were as stiff-necked as their ancestors who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors and the statutes. He had wanted them, he had warned them to keep. They followed worthless idols and their and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. They forsook all their commands, the Lord of the God, the Lord their God had made for themselves, and made for themselves two idols, and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves, and in a sherapole. They bowed down to all the starry hosts, and they worshipped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They practiced divin divination and sought omens and sold themselves to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left, and even Judah did not keep the commands of the Lord of their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore, 
the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers until he thrust them from his presence. When he tore Israel away from the house of David, they made Jeroboam, son of Nebat, their king. Jeroboam enticed Israel away from the following of the Lord and caused them to create or to commit a great sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins of Jeroboam and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence, as he had warned through all of his servants, the prophets. So the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, and they are still there. The king of Assyria brought them from Babylon, Kuthath, Ava, Hamath, and Serphavim, and settled them in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. When they first lived there, they did not worship the Lord. So he sent lions among them, and they killed some of the people. It was reported to the king of Assyria, The people you just deported and resettled in the towns of Samaria do not know what the God of that country requires. He has sent lions among them, which are killing them off, because the people do not know what he requires. Then the king of Assyria gave this order, Have one of the priests you took captive from Samaria go back to live there and teach the people what the God of the land requires. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria came to live in Bethel and taught them how to live or how to worship the Lord. Nevertheless, each national group made its own gods in the several towns where they settled and set them up in the shrines the people of Samaria had made at the high places. The people from Babylon made Sikoth Benoth, took from, or those from Kuthath made Nergal, and those from Hamath made Ashima. The Avites made Nebaz and Tarkat, and the Serphavites burned their children in the fire as sacrifices to Aramelech and Anamelech, the gods of Serphavim. They worshiped the Lord, but they also appointed all sorts of their own people to officiate for them as priests in the shrines at the high places. They worshiped the Lord, but they also served their own gods in accordance with their customs to the nations from which they had been brought. To this day, they persist in their former practices. They neither worship the Lord nor adhere to the decrees and regulations, the laws and commands that gave the Lord gave the descendants of Jacob, whom he named Israel. When the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded them, do not worship any other gods or bow down to them, serve them or sacrifice them to them. For the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt with mighty power and outstretched arm is the one you must worship. To him you shall bow down and to him offer sacrifices. You must always be careful to keep the decrees and regulations, the laws and commands, he wrote for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I made with you. And do not worship other gods. Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. They would not listen, however, but persisted in their former practices. Even while these people were worshiping the Lord, they were serving their idols. To this day, their children and grandchildren continue to do as their ancestors did. Second Kings 18. 
In the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed <clears throat> smashed sacred stones, and cut down Asherah poles. He broke into pieces. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses has made. For up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense to it. It was called Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the other kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not stop following him. He kept the commands the Lord had the Lord had given Moses, and the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. From watchtower to fortified city, he defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and in its, its territory. In King Hezekiah's fourth year, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. At the end of three years, the Assyrians took it. So Samaria was captured in Hezekiah's sixth year, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel. The king of Assyria deported Israel to Assyria and settled them in Halal, in Gozan, on the Harbor River, and in towns of Medez. This happened because the Lord, the, they had not obeyed their God. This happened because they had not obeyed the Lord, their God, but had violated his covenant, all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. Neither listened to the commands nor carried them out. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent this message to the king of Assyria, Elishish. I have done wrong. Withdraw from me, and I will pay whatever you demand of me. The king of Assyria exacted that from Hezekiah's king of Judah 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace. At this time, Hezekiah, king of Judah, stripped off the gold which, with which he had covered the doors and the doorposts of the temple of the Lord and gave it to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria sent his supreme commander, his chief officer, and his field commander with a large army from Lashish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. They came up to Jerusalem and stopped at the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field. They called for the king and Elachim, son of Hilkak, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Ashver, Asaph, the recorder, went out to them. The field commander said to them, tell Hezekiah, this is what the great, oops, this is what the great king of Assyria says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have the counsel and the might for war, 
but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look, I know you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it, such as Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. But if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. How can you repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Furthermore, I have come to attack and destroy this place without word from the Lord. Have I come to attack and destroy this place without word of the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Then Elakim, son of Hilkah, and Shebna and Joah said to the field commander, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. But the commander replied, Was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things and not to the people sitting on the wall? who, like you, will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine. Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come to take you to a land of your own, like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive tree and honey. Choose life and not death. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says the Lord will deliver us. He has, has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where, the God, where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Seravan, Hena and Eva? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because a king had commanded, do not answer him. Then Elakim, son of Hilkah, the palace administrator, Shema, the secretary, and Jonah, son of Asha, the recorder, went on to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may His light shine upon you.